0: Alright, what's up, guys, and welcome back to Theology Unscripted. I'm David here with Dr. Jones. Today, we're going to be talking about fasting and what the point of it is, what it is, and why we should do it. This is Theology Unscripted.
1: Here we are. It is January 2024. The last episode we recorded was September 2023. We've been busy, right?
0: We have been busy.
1: Yeah, you had soccer, you got injured, are you back to playing basketball? I am trying to get better every day. So, yep. yeah. Yeah, I mean I took on a new job and did a lot doing a lot of stuff. So, uh we're back. We have David and I here have carved out some uh, extra time in our schedules to be able to record some, and we're going to tell you about that at the end of the episode, but for now, uh, we're going to talk about fasting, uh, like David mentioned. Uh, that's, this has come up for me personally because our church here in town is doing 21 days of prayer, and they call us all to uh, to fast from something. So, uh, just was on our hearts and on our minds, and then in, in, in our class, in New Testament, we started uh, teaching through Matthew, started going through Matthew, and this was one of the topics, and just kind of interest, interested it. Eh, sorry, can't talk. Interested us, so wanted to discuss it a little bit more. All right, Dr. Jones, could you go over what is fasting and what is the point of it? The point of it, now, so fasting, of course, if you're not familiar, if you're listening and you have never heard this word, what is that? Uh, Fasting is the act of usually abstaining from food or not eating for a while. It's come to mean some other things uh, as well these days. There's different types of fast, but that's kind of the uh, biblical view of it is I'm going to not eat for a certain period of time. That's what Mm -hmm. fasting would be. I've always thought of fasting as the point of it being to disconnect from the world uh, in order to connect to God. Uh, that's something our pastor kind of talks about at our church. And really, it's about humbling yourself. It's about being humble and showing God that uh, he, is, uh, he is worthy of worship. We are not, you know, we're humbling ourselves before him by saying, I'm going to abstain from this thing that I need to survive for a period of time to show you that I trust in you even more. That's kind of what I think of. I think of what is the point of fasting, and again, that's that's just specific to food. We'll talk about some other types here in a little bit.
0: Gotcha. So, do you think uh, fasting is a New Testament thing, or do we see it throughout the Bible? Like you do in the Old Testament. Yeah, as you well? see it
1: in uh, several places. A couple examples I found when we were thinking about this was uh, David. David, after his sin uh, with Bathsheba and the murder of Bathsheba's husband Uriah, uh, fathers a child with Bathsheba, and the prophet Nathan prophesies against him and says. Uh, The child you're going to have is going to die. And seven days after that child is born, David doesn't eat. He fasts and prays for uh, praying for the miraculous healing of this child, which doesn't happen. Uh, The child does die, as the prophet said. And uh, after that, David gets up and ends his fast and uh, says, there's nothing more I can do. This is what God has willed. And uh, I can, he says, one day I'll go to my child, but he, he will not return to me. And so in faith, he says, I fasted for a time. And then there was a time for that to end. So you do see David do that. Uh, one of the big examples that people look at in the Old Testament is Isaiah 58. There is a period where Israel doesn't eat. Uh, they're seeking God's wisdom. They're trying to fit, you know, why, how can we, our enemies see justice, uh, some things like that. And of course, I think the biggest example we see in the New Testament is Jesus fasting for 40 days before he began his earthly ministry. So, yeah, you see this, uh, this is in the, in the Bible a lot. I, uh, I think that this might be a question later, but just to touch on it, fasting was just one of those things that seems to not really be commanded, but it's just it's just what people did in Jesus' yeah. day, it's just kind of expected as part of your religious experience.
0: Gotcha. So are there any Bible verse telling us exactly how we need to
1: fast? I could not find one. I looked around. There probably is one. Listener, if you're smarter than me, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> let me know if there is one that tells us exactly how. Uh, there's passages telling us how to pray, where Jesus like teaches us the Lord's Prayer, Uh, But it's not really one that specifically says this is then how you should fast. Uh, Again, there's examples. You know, some people fast for 40 days because Jesus fasted for 40 days. Uh, But again, that's not commanded. It's just an example, which is fine. But more, I'd say the passages, uh, well, all the passages on fasting are focusing on the heart of the person fasting rather than how they did it or kind of what was the means of uh, how they went about doing that. Yeah. So fasting is more important, like, do you? The attitude of your heart rather than just doing it to do it, would you say? That's what I think, yeah. Right. Rather than just doing it, you know, and actually Jesus will uh, in several places, you know, we're going to reference Matthew a few times, and we have talked about this in class already some, but there's a few times where he talks about how uh, fasting for a lot of the religious leaders had become just a ritual that they did, and their hearts weren't in it anymore. They just did it because they were supposed to or did it for show. So yeah, it is absolutely more about the heart than it is about how you do it.
0: All right. Well, um what what type of fastings are there? Are there different types of fastings or is it just you can't eat you can't do certain things or how does that work?
1: Yeah, a lot of people choose not to uh yeah, choose not to eat for a period of fasting. Uh they'll uh choose to yeah, just either completely, they call it a complete fast where they eat no food, uh liquids only for uh for you know, a certain time. It doesn't have to be 40 days, but for a certain time they may do that. Uh just before we came on, we were looking up some things, and we found an absolute fast, which was no food or water. Mm. I would not recommend uh, doing that for a long time, um, as the body is still it does still require these things, obviously. But uh, the and one of the things that our pastor says too is before you go on a fast, you know, check with your doctor, especially if you're on medication. You know, yeah. all of that's wise to do rather than just jump right into it. God calls us to be wise, not just to uh, do things that may not, you know, be in the best idea for our health. So uh, doing these things with wisdom is important as well. So if you're going to do a complete fast, make sure that you are doing that, you know, in a way that is not going to harm you more than help you. Uh, A lot of people like to do a partial fast. Well, they'll say, I'm going to either, I'm going to cut something out of my diet or I will only eat once a day. So some people call that partial. Uh, The Daniel fast, I think, is interesting. Uh, If you read in Daniel where... He's uh, there him and his friends are commanded to eat all the foods from the king's table and he says these things aren't right for us so just give us vegetables and things like that uh, so some people do that we've done uh, our family's done uh, plant-based fast before where we didn't eat meat or anything uh, that was uh, animal product of any kind J- just for a period of time just uh, uh, as a partial or a Daniel fast depending on how you could call it that so that's something we've done before uh, but then there's other uh, top types of non, uh, non-food fast, which I think are kind of more, uh, uh, we might call it a soul fast. People would give up social media, they'd give up TV, they'd give up any number of things. So uh, you also have those Cool, Cool.
0: And then you said you and your family have fasted before, like personally, how does that affect you? And like, what does it bring to you that is a positive and makes you want to do it again?
1: Yeah, so let me start by talking about the negatives that, that <laughs> I experienced because I think that's important to note. Because yeah. fasting should cost something. I think that is the point. Okay. Uh, the first time we did plant based, you really, you know, you still have, you, you need protein of some kind. So I tried to find that from like beans and Nuts. protein shake, yeah. yeah, things like that. And my body hated it for like a week. I felt awful. I had Jeez. no energy. I, it was it was hard, and I, and I, that was the point. You know, yeah. you know, in in. You want to, in in those times, you want to just say, well, forget it. This is too hard. And I think that can be and is probably the wrong first place to go. For me, it was, all right, I need to lean more into God and trust him and say, God, I'm doing this for you. Mm -hmm. And eventually your body gets used to that, and it's fine. But, you know, so to me, the advantages to that were that it did force me to say, I'm not strong enough to do this. I need God's help to get through this, or I'm not going to be able to do it. And to see him do that is, is you know, it's miraculous in a lot of ways. And so, again, the, the negative is what makes it positive, yeah. I think. So, and again, you don't know that unless you experience it, I, I think. So, you know, would I tell somebody, should they fast? Uh, well, you don't have to, but you should think about it, I yeah. think.
0: All right. And then um, would you say fasting is required? Like, does God expect us to do it? Or is it just kind of you do it if you want to, you know?
1: Uh, I don't see anywhere where it is commanded. I guess I, I've not found that yet. I've seen it, But again, I think we did mention this earlier. It seems to just be, this is an expectation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesus just said, when you fast, not you now, if yeah. you fast, when you do it, then this is how you should do it. And we'll talk about that in just a second. But the, uh, the assumption is religious people fast, especially in Jesus day. That's what they did. Mm-hmm. So again, it's not commanded. It doesn't seem like, but it seems to be expected. And I think that we should give weight to that where we say, Jesus expected us to do this, so we should consider it. And again, if you know giving up food's not your thing, there are other fasts that I think are acceptable. You know, if I, I say whatever it is that holds you back from your relationship with God, you should fast from, and possibly even consider giving up completely. You know, for one one thing, for me, I uh, this I've been trying to think about what things should I fast from. This uh, this 21 days uh, that we're in at our church and one of the things I gave up listening to right now were baseball podcasts because they consume my life <laughs> and I love baseball yeah. and baseball is fun. I don't think it's wrong for me to love baseball, but I think there is a good thing to say for a time. I'm going to not care about what's going on and which free agent is signing where obviously it's the offseason yeah. baseball never ends. But anyway, that's another topic for another day. But. You know, I just don't need to listen to all of that. I don't need to think about that for a time. I'm going to give that up for a period for something that's more important. And I really do think that is that is the point, is saying, hey, here's something that takes up a lot of my thoughts, a lot of my time, a lot of my energy, and I don't, I don't want it to do that. So in order to refocus my life, I'm going to give that up for a period of time so that I can refocus on God who's the most important and should be the center of everything. Okay. So you think fasting is kind of just like taking a
0: step back and focusing on like the really important things, which would be God.
1: Yep. Yeah. I've seen people, you know, if you want to talk about, uh, yeah, I've seen people who said that they gave up something for a period of time and then realized they didn't need it and then just never go back, never went back to it. So, and that can be fun. It's not, again, that's not required, but a lot of people find I don't actually need this. You know, I've seen that a lot with social media. I got off social media for a month and I realized my life was great without it. And so I just got right. You know, a lot of people do that. Yeah.
0: When do you think is a good time period to start fasting? Like, do you ever think, like, this time I need to fast and this is when I need to end, or it's just, like, a yearly
1: thing, or just you need breaks, or how does that work? That uh, That is, uh, as simply as I can put it, that's between a person and God. That's yeah. it. If you feel like you should, uh, and, and I think, you know, one of the things we didn't mention before was corporate fasting, and that's kind of what the 21 days of prayer at our church are is a call to fast, you know, and our church says just choose something to fast from. Yeah. And it can be any number of these things that we've talked about, soul fast, food, whatever it is. Uh, and so that is a form of corporate uh, fasting. One of the things I did when I was in youth group was called the 40-hour famine, where you didn't eat for 40 hours. And part of that was, I'm going to be honest, I don't even remember. I think it had something to do with raising money and food for people who didn't have food. It had something to do with that. Uh, so there's different <clears throat> types of there's corporate fast as well. Uh, So I think that is a healthy part of church life, too, is when churches choose to do this together. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, yeah, it's between a person and God, how often they do this.
0: Now, speaking of it being between a person and God, like, should we go out of our way to tell others, like, hey, I'm fasting right now, I'm taking a break, like, look at me, I'm so cool, or should we just do more of a, like, hey, I'm fasting, this is what it's done for me, Mm -hmm. this is what it could do for you type thing?
1: Yeah, we, you know, this is one of the passages we just read in Matthew, in the Sermon on the Mount, uh, Matthew 6, 16 through 18 says, And when you fast, do not look gloomy. I love the phrase gloomy. That's from the ESV, uh, <laughs> like the hypocrites. For they disfigure their faces, that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. You know, you see this a lot where... You know, somebody like, especially a social media fast, you see it all the time. Somebody will announce, Hey, I'm getting off of social media. And, you know, and I, I think it's fine if someone's like, Hey, I'm fasting from this, so contact me elsewhere. Yeah. I've seen that. That's fine. But when you are calling attention to something for the reward of people seeing you, mm-hmm. then Jesus says very clearly, You've gotten your reward already. You're going to get no reward from the Father yeah. for this. If, if the reward you're seeking for fasting is the praise of others, you'll get it, and that's all you'll get. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think you know. I think that is a strong warning for any kind of fast you do. And you know, and I think we were talking about our pastor last uh, last night. And uh, I think I don't. You know, he doesn't say what he does. What he fasts from, I don't. I think it. I think he doesn't eat for twenty one days, but he doesn't tell us. And if he doesn't eat for twenty one days, you can't tell. He yeah. doesn't act weak. He doesn't look thin. Like he just he does exactly what this says. And I think that's important for anybody to do. If, you know, if you're say if you're going to fast and you're seeking for God to reward you for that or meet you and maybe not even reward may not be the right word although reward can just be his presence and growing closer to him doesn't have to be some external reward uh if that's what you are seeking then you should uh keep it to yourself and you know not not necessarily hide it but not seek glory for it i think is what this passage means in its context
0: gotcha so fasting is kind of like just building a relationship between you and god focusing on him so once we're
1: with god in heaven do you think we'll still have to fast or how does that work yeah i don't uh i i was interpreting this morning in our class right before this uh M- matthew 9 and jesus answers another question a few chapters later in matthew about fasting um, because disciples of john come and say why do we and the pharisees fast but your disciples don't and jesus says uh the wedding guests mourn or can the wedding guest mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them the days will come when the bridegroom is taken away and then they will fast for no one puts. And then he goes on and talks some more about that. Uh, And I was uh, trying to interpret this and took this to say, you know, right now Jesus was saying, I'm here. There's no need for my followers to fast. Uh, They will eventually. Mm -hmm. Things are going to get hard for them. Uh, There's going to be a point in Acts where the uh, early church is fasting and praying for strength to carry on his mission. So it is true. uh, They will need to. But, you know, he says when you're with me, there's no need to. And I think when we're with him, I think that's the same thing. I don't think we're going to need to. We're going to be at the, the feast of the lamb. Yeah. And uh, there'll be no need for this anymore because we'll have been made whole and complete. Part of fasting here is that we're not whole and complete and we need to be closer to him. So that's why we fast now in this uh, fallen state. Well, thanks everybody for joining us today as we talked about fasting uh, we're gonna head in a little bit different direction as we keep recording some podcasts this semester David could you tell us a little bit about that
0: Yeah, so we're gonna still stay with our unscripted theme and kind of let the discussions unfold as we talk throughout our different topics but I think next week we're really gonna focus on the theology of Romans and what God is trying to tell us and the different themes that we can see and how we can learn from it and focus on who God is and how he is in our lives. Yeah,
1: yeah. I love Book of Romans, one of my favorite. It is just dense with theology. Uh, You could just spend years and years reading it and talking about it. We'll see what we do. We'll start uh, at the beginning and just uh, get some of the great themes of uh, salvation and righteousness and all of that from that, and uh, we'll start there. And we may, uh, along the way, do some uh, question and answers question and response things, uh, because we still want to do some of that, but we're going to try and focus on uh, one area of the Bible and let that kind of lead our conversations. Yep, yep. Well, thank you for tuning in today, and this is
0: Theology Unscripted, and we'll see you on the next one.